0: Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life. Today, we have an extraordinary guest. Yes, I'm talking about Dominice Clifton. So welcome to the show, Dominice.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Avik. I'm really happy to have this conversation with you today. Lovely,
0: lovely. So Dominice, before we start our conversation today, because we'll be talking uh, about a great topic, which is about mindful entrepreneurship and where we will navigate the success through meditation and uh, we'll also talk about somatic growth so but before we do that i would love to mention this to all of our listeners that dominus is a spiritual guide healer Mm. and passionate advocate for rewriting the narratives and also finding healing in life's journey. So she shares her transformative journey like from living on autopilot to consciously rewriting her story and building a legacy. So Mm. as a yoga, meditation and breathe work facilitator, she brings an integrated approach to healing, prioritizing the emotional well-being for the mind, body and the spirit. Mm. So join us as Dominis. takes us through her pursuit of freedom, autonomy, and uh, manifesting the life she desired. So her story is one of the resilience, growth, and the endless potential that lies within each of us. So without further ado, let's welcome the incredible Dominique Clifton to help me.
1: <laughs> welcome. Tony. Thank you. That was a great introduction. Thank you so much for having me. Um, as I shared with you, I'm getting back into the podcast space after being away for a bit on the guest and the host side. So I'm really looking forward to having this conversation today.
0: Really lovely. That That's great. And and definitely would love to hear a lot of insights from you. And so uh, <laughs> so to start with, like, If you can share your personal journey and how Mm -hmm. mindfulness uh, and the meditation became, I mean, integral to your entrepreneurial path.
1: Yeah. So, So over the last, okay, we're in February now, over the last couple of months, I have been being very still, it's winter time here. I'm on the East coast in Baltimore. And so it's very cold and winter is typically, um, for folks that I would say are tuned in a time of slowing down, reflecting, being still. And that is very true for me as well. Um, currently in the season. And so I've been doing a lot of just listening, tuning into my intuition, allowing myself to be guided. And one of the assignments that I was guided to do was to go back over all of my old journals from 2017 up until now. So the last seven years, um, I'm an avid journaler. I have a ton of journals and I you know, document everything as I'm going through. And it's been interesting for me just to go back over the last seven years and to look at my growth. I will say that I've been on a Personal development, spiritual growth uh, path for the last seven years, and it's it's beautiful to look at where I was when I started at the t- at the you know beginning of 2017, and how I have really transformed. And I don't use that word lightly into who I am today. I am a completely different version of myself than I was when I started. Um, and so I say that to say that when I started in 2017, I was someone who was uh, filled with a lot of self doubt. A lot of fear. I didn't have any self-confidence, a very low self-esteem, not really any belief in myself. And I'm just not that person today because of the mindfulness, because of the work that I've done. When I started my journey um, in 2017, I had a lot of unaddressed and unresolved trauma from my childhood that I had not, you know, done anything with. I hadn't really been in therapy, like it was just festering for years and years and years. And it really, uh, I was in a very low vibrational state and very unhappy with my life. 2017, I started to just become more aware of things that I needed to work on. I had gotten to a point where I was just really tired. Like I was telling my mom the other day that reading my old journals, every other page was, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. So I was mentally tired. I was physically tired. I was emotionally tired. I was about six, fifty or sixty pounds, uh, maybe fifty pounds lighter than I am today. And It showed in my life, you know, I was extremely unhappy in my job. And so I'm sharing all that to say that I got to this point in my life where I felt that my heart was calling me to do more, but my mind was afraid to make the leap and to commit to doing more and mindfulness and showing up consistently for myself, uh, learning discipline, learning to be consistent because those weren't things that I started with. Those were skills that i built over time. They have really just changed my life. Um, I, I was interesting to go back and read old journals and to see how I struggled with my morning routine and how I, you know, it was, I was tired all the time and it was really hard to get up. And it's like, I just kept showing up. Like I just kept pushing myself and, praying and asking for support and you know telling God that I had a vision and I wanted to help people and to make an impact and at that time it didn't feel like I was making any progress for 3 years from 2017 to 2020 it didn't feel like I was making any progress and then in 2020 around covid something shifted in me I started to be more consistent with prioritizing mindfulness and, you know, my mental health and my physical health. And the last four years has been such a beautiful journey of now seeing the seeds that were planted way back in 2017 starting to sprout. And I'm excited for where I am now because I finally feel like I remember who I am, like I know who I am. I've been on a really beautiful journey of self-discovery, and I'm just really ready to share all that I've learned with the world.
0: That's really lovely. I say so So uh, in your experience, how does mindfulness uh, contribute to decision making Mm. and the overall success in the entrepreneurship?
1: So I believe that how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so I, for me, mindfulness is a part of my life. It's not just something that I use in entrepreneurship it's really helpful in entrepreneurship but for me I try to look at the world through the lens of mindfulness and so I'm a mom I have two daughters 4 and 7 mindfulness and meditation has helped me to become aware of the way that I parent and it's made me uh realize right like how again those autopilot behaviors those like very unhealthy responses that I sometimes still have as a parent but I'm much more aware of it it's made me more aware in business it has shown me the the places where I still had work to do. When I first started my business about almost five years ago this year, I was very very much so afraid to be seen. Again, I had a lot lot of unresolved trauma that I had not addressed from my childhood. And I, I didn't even realize until I started doing the work how much I had dimmed my light, how much I didn't want the world to see me. And so mindfulness allowed me to start to see the spaces where I still had to go to see where fear was still holding me back. And it has also made... Made me realize that I am not my emotions. And so typically the way that we function is that our mind has a thought and we just automatically do it. We don't question it. You know what I mean? Like you, you, if you are used to yelling at your child or yelling at someone, when you get angry, if you don't have mindfulness, it's just like a habit. Like you just perform the same way. For me, mindfulness has made me realize that my thoughts, they come, but I don't have to give into them, you know, the fear it's going to come, but I don't have to give into the fear. And so I would say for me that it's helped me to be a much more patient version of myself in business and in life. Um, Because building anything takes time, right? Like we live in a society where everything is very rushed, but you have to uh slow down and just allow yourself to go through the growth process and mindfulness has also just allowed me to see that i don't have to give into the thoughts that my mind tells me so whether it's i'm not good enough for this or this is really scary so i'm not going to do it or these people might judge me like i'm able to quiet those thoughts now and just show up from a more authentic space because of a consistent mindfulness and meditation practice
0: that's really great yeah definitely so as thank you. A, so as a yoga meditation and uh the breathe work facilitator, how do you incorporate these practices into your daily routine to, to mm. in that balance in this fast-paced entrepreneurial environment?
1: Yeah so thank you for this question um I so back in 2020 I was meditating and I I realized when I'm reading my journals that all of my best like most transformative, Life, uh, moments or thoughts have come in the middle of meditation, uh, yoga. Like whenever I'm quiet and I'm still and I'm just allowing myself to channel and download, I get some of the best downloads. And I go back and I'm like that whisper changed my life. And in 2020, I had one of those moments where I was, uh, it was maybe like February of 2020, right before COVID really hit and the world slowed down. I was meditating. I was trying to get back into a more consistent meditation practice. Um, And I got this download to focus on my mind, my body, and my spirit every day for the next 90 days. I'll say that again, focus on mind, body, and spirit every day for the next 90 days. When I heard that voice, it was just as clear as the the conversation that we're having today. It was a very clear download for me. I remember jumping out of the meditation and like writing it down. And that's what I did. I when I started out, it was really hard for me because I had not been consistent with anything my entire life And so doing something every day was really hard I had not been able to do that up until that point, but I kept pushing myself. I kept trying I kept showing up and then over time it got easier It got easier after the first month by the second month. I I was in a routine by the third month I had literally changed my life like that three months changed my life and so For me, I still do that every single day. Every single day, I do something to nourish my mind, my body, and my spirit as far as nourishment for the mind goes, it might be reading a book or listening to an educational podcast, but I'm constantly filling my mind with positive information, positive thoughts, like affirmations. And that has helped so much with my mindset because I'm putting positivity, I'm controlling what the narrative is and what's coming into my mind. Uh, As far as my body goes, I move my body every single day. So today I went to the gym, tomorrow I might do yoga, the next day I might go for a walk, but I'm physically uh, moving every day. And then as far as like the soul or the spirit piece goes, meditation, mindfulness, prayer, those are a daily part of my morning routine. So what has happened is that just by being consistent with pouring into myself every day, it's changed everything, I have more confidence, I'm able to show up in my business from a place of authenticity, because I know who I am, I've done the work to do that. So for for me, like taking time as a busy entrepreneur to first pour into myself, it dictates how I show up. Like it dictates the energy that I have in my personal life. It dictates the energy, the confidence, the creativity I have in my business. Hmm. I couldn't imagine like not having the practices that I have today. Like I just couldn't imagine what it would feel like to wake up every day and not do these things for myself.
0: Sure. And that that's really a great habit, I would say for sure. So <clears throat> thank you. How do you foster a mindful workplace culture within your business? And uh, when I'm asking, Mm. then uh, what would be the benefits have you observed in terms of team productivity? uh, Mm.
1: Yeah, this is such a great question. So... The world is moving at such a fast pace now and it's become really, really hard to keep up with everything. There's there's so like the amount of information and stimulant, like stimulants and you know, stimulate uh what is the word that I'm looking for? Information and the way that our mind is stimulated is just it's overwhelming these days. You know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, we might have had access to the people that were in our local community maybe our state, like we just weren't getting the amount of exposure to information the way that we are today. And it is, as humans, our brains are not biologically able to keep up with how fast technology is moving. So we see as adults that that's impacting our mental health and depression and anxiety and like all of these mental health, you know, uh, disorders and ailments, they're at an all time high, but we're also seeing it in young people. Life has just become overwhelming, and the same is true in the workspace. Like we are being told and asked to do more, but the you know a lot of workforces aren't thinking about what being asking your employees to do more means for their physical health or their mental health. And honestly, because of capitalism, a lot of them probably don't care. I think that as important as it is to cultivate a workplace that uh, you know focuses on mindfulness, I think that it's important for us as individuals to really have our own practice. I think that we cannot, uh, it's great, it's a beautiful perk if you work for an organization, you know, a company that does prioritize wellness and mental health and mindfulness, but a lot of them are behind the wheel and they haven't really gotten there yet. And so I think for each of us as individuals, it's important for us to really begin to cultivate our own personal practice, Again, how you sh- show up one way is the way that you show up in you know all the other spaces, and so if you're able to begin working on just your own personal practice, that's going to help you in your workday or your business. Like that's going to help you to be a better parent. That's going to help you in all your relationships, whether they're platonic or romantic, and so yeah. I think that it's beautiful when employers see the value in pouring into their employees and helping them to be more productive and, you know, offering them strategies to release stress. But I also think that we have a long ways to go for that to really be a priority, especially here in the US, like we are at the forefront of pushing people to the limit and working people to death almost. And so I think for each of us, we really have to focus on like, what am I doing for myself every day? And then if your job does do something, like if they do offer, you know, a wellness package or mindfulness, they hold space for that. That's just like a bonus. Like that's the cherry on the top, but it's our own personal individual responsibilities to make sure that we are doing that. And so I don't know if that fully answers your question, but I was at one point focusing on workplace wellness because I do think that it's important. But more than that, like I want to teach people skills that can translate to all parts of their life, not just the workspace, if that makes
0: sense. Definitely, definitely. It makes sense. So, um, <clears throat> okay, fine. So as an advocate uh, for the somatic growth, how do you uh, believe that the physical practices like yoga, breathe work, mm. contribute to the personal and the professional development for the entrepreneurs?
1: Ooh, good question. So, the short answer is that we hold stress and trauma in our bodies. We, everything that happens to us, our body is literally like a living, walking encyclopedia of our history, of our journeys, of our experiences, of our trauma. We hold it all. Sometimes, our minds might have forgotten about something that has happened or it might have moved on from it but if you haven't done anything to intentionally release that that pain that trauma that stress from your body your body is still holding it and so what is happening is that for one like we are not ta- taught how to properly manage stress and trauma for most of us this wasn't dinner table conversation it wasn't thi- you know it wasn't something that we were taught in school and so we don't know that we need to do this I didn't learn that I had to release stress and trauma from my body until I was well into my 30s and, you know, doing the research for myself and really trying to understand why physically I was struggling, why mentally and emotionally I was struggling so much, why folks in my family had the health history that they did. I didn't understand any of that when I started. Hmm. so because we hold stress because we hold trauma we typically if you're not doing anything for yourself on a consistent basis to release that stress and trauma whether it's breath work it's movement you know yoga whatever you enjoy you're packing it on and so it's the equivalent of having a book bag and every day something new gets added to the book bag like for some of us we've been walking around with backpacks that we haven't unloaded for 20 years for 10 years that catches up with you right we are irritable. We're impatient. We're tired. We're overweight. We're burned out. We're exhausted. Like all of the things, everything is amplified because we have we don't give our t- ourselves time to release. And so I believe that as entrepreneurs, in order for us to show up as the best versions of versions of ourselves, in order in order for us to have the energy that it takes to really build a business, in order for us to be our most authentic selves, right? Because when you're tired and stressed, you are not your true self, you are a irritable, angry version of yourself, like in order for us to show up as our best selves in our businesses, we really do have to do a better job of prioritizing our health and our wellness, and not just therapy. Um, I want to make that differentiation, because a lot of times we think that if we have a therapist, that we're doing the work, and it's like, I applaud every single person who has a therapist, I also up until November had my own therapist, but therapy alone is not enough. Therapy helps us to process things in our minds. Therapy does nothing for releasing the stress and trauma from the bodies. You do have some therapists that are becoming more aware of stress and trauma. And so they're maybe incorporating breath work into their practice or you know mindfulness. But there are a lot of folks that are not doing that. And so as entrepreneurs, we have to make time to do the approaches, the things that focus on the body and releasing the stress and trauma from the bodies, because it gives us the energy it gives us the uh, the ability to tap into the imagination and creativity that we need to really build the business that we truly desire. And until we do that, there's always going to be a disconnect because, um, again, you're not showing up as your most authentic self in any of the spaces that you occupy if you're stressed and overwhelmed and burned out all the, t- all the time.
0: Understood. So, uh, okay, so many entrepreneurs uh, face burnout, which is very common mm-hmm. sometimes. So, how do you recommend incorporating mindfulness techniques to prevent or manage the burnout? Mm -hmm.
1: Great question. So yeah, burnout is like something that's very common these days. Again, because we are not uh, intentionally and consistently prioritizing ourselves. Working out one day a week or doing, Doing something for yourself, you know, once or twice a week, it's not enough. We encounter stress every single day. Now, from day to day, the stress might look different. Maybe on Monday, you're having tech issues like me. Maybe on Tuesday, it's the kids driving you crazy. Maybe on Wednesday, there's something wrong in the business. Maybe on Thursday, there's an unexpected expense that comes. Maybe Friday, it's traffic. Literally every day, we're experiencing stress. And and then to add to that, like with social media and the news, like you're scrolling your feed and you're seeing war and you're hearing about politics and like there's just so much, again, so much information. So we're constantly taking in, taking in, taking in, you know, lots of things that cause us to feel stressed and overwhelmed, not to mention, again, like just working and trying to balance all of the things that come with being an adult in today's world. So when you don't pause and release, again, going back to that old backpack, you just keep holding on to the things. Eventually, you get tired. Eventually, you burn out. So what mindfulness does is that it gives your brain an opportunity to pause. The easiest way that I can put it is that if you imagine that 24-7 information is coming in, right? Like mindfulness, sitting, meditating, you know, releasing, maybe through, through uh, deep breathing or breath work. Those are moments where you stop all of the noise, you stop all of the overwhelm, you stop all of the things that are happening in the world, and you just allow your mind to rest. And, you know, that that's one piece of the puzzle. Again, just mindfulness alone is not going to do it. So mindfulness helps to pause and, you know, it decreases the mental stimulation that we have in the moment. But then you also have to do the things for your body as well. And so the reason why i stress like the the equilibrium or the balance of mind body and spirit is because we can't do one thing and neglect the other things we have to do all th- of them. And so mindfulness is important for managing burnout, moving your body consistently is important for managing burnout, like having some sort of spiritual practice and tapping into spirit, you know, this higher power that we all have access to is important to managing stress and burnout, like all of the pieces of the puzzle must be there for you to live a consistently healthy and, you know, well lifestyle. Um, so I think mindfulness is important. But if you're just meditating, you're not doing any of the other things, then you're doing yourself a disservice because you're abandoning part of yourself
0: exactly true very very true yeah so um okay <clears throat> one more thing is like uh, in your role as a spiritual guide how do you support uh the fellow entrepreneurs in aligning their personal values within the uh, business goals
1: mm, thank you for this question so the first thing that i will say is that i was in the coaching industry I was 24 now. I was in the coaching industry three, four years ago, and I got burned out (laughs) like most people do in the coaching industry. I got burned out. I was exhausted by it. And I walked away and I was like, I'm done. I'm never going back to the space. I don't want anything to do with the coaching industry. The reason for that is that at the time, I was not this version of myself. I was still like trying to find the answers to how to make my business Work, but I was looking externally for the answers, and so I kept hiring business coaches and you know mindset coaches and financial coaches. Like I was l- seeking the answers externally. I wasn't being still and going inward to find direction. Um, and as a result of that, like I kept investing in myself and investing in my business and investing in learning. And I was soaking in information, but nothing was really working for me the way that it was working for the coach who was holding, you know, the, the coaching program or nothing was working for me the way that it might've been working for someone else in the program. And I kept feeling like, I don't understand like why things are not connecting. Like I'm, I'm taking the time, I'm making the financial investments. And this is just not clicking. Like my business, it did not achieve the success that I desired. And so in my head, it was like, I failed at this and it's, it's tiring and I don't want to do it anymore. But looking back now, what I realized is that number one, I didn't know myself well enough to know my gifts and my strengths and to like be in what I call your zone of genius. Like, I Avika, mean, you have something, you have some things, right? That you're really good at. You have gifts that spirit has blessed you with that you get to show up and use in the world. The same is true for me. The same is true for everyone else. The problem is that when you don't know yourself, you don't know what your gifts are. Like When you haven't taken the time to do the self-discovery work or the personal development work, You're constantly trying to look around and compare yourself to what's going on in the world and trying to see what's trending, you know, what's working for someone else so that you can just do what they're doing. The cut, copy, paste method doesn't work. I've tried it. I've tried it with many coaches. I've spent thousands, like five figure thousands of dollars on it, and it just it doesn't work. And so. For me, stepping back into this space, number one, I'm very intentional about the work that I'm doing, how I'm showing up, and who I identify. I'm not calling myself a coach this time around. There's no like uh, shame or like bashing to anyone that's a coach. But for me, my role is to shine a light to help you see for yourself, like what your gifts are. I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you what worked for me. I can tell you what worked for me, but I cannot give you my same blueprint because we're all different. And so as a guide, it's literally the assignment is to go back. To remember the version of yourself that you were in 2017, to think about the person that's there now, to think about what helped you to give them access to all of these things. But some things are going to work and some things are not going to work. So as a spiritual guide, my role is really to guide people to back to themselves. I'm just here to provide you with the resources. We can kind of pick and choose what works for you. And then, you know, you take it from there. But no one can do the work of no one can do your work. Right. So I cannot go through Avik's journey of self discovery. That's your job, right? I cannot tell you what your gifts are. That's your job. And I think for a lot of us, again, because of how we are programmed and raised, we are taught to seek answers externally as opposed to being still and going inward. And my hope as a guide right this second time around, is that I am helping people to understand why the personal work is the important piece of success in whatever you do, whether it's relationships, whether it's you know parenting, whether it's your business, you have to know yourself first. You have to know your flaws. You have to know your strengths. You have to know your gifts. And so- entering this re-entering this space I am building out a, a six-month container that is all about self-discovery there's a ton of modalities that I've used over the years to get to where I am now from astrology to human design to somatic you know we've talked about the somatic practices to mindfulness I love learning and so I've been soaking up information for seven years and so it's almost like just giving the spread to you and then kind of having you to pick what resonates and allowing you to go on that journey for yourself.
0: Wow, that's really lovely. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I I really wanted to uh, uh, discuss more about this topic uh, with you, Dominez, But the time is always the constraint. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure, next time we'll definitely discuss on this much more in details. Uh, that that I definitely wanted to. And uh, so, a- as as we wrap up this. Uh, Thought provoking episode of Healthy Mind and Healthy Life. I want to definitely extend my heartfelt gratitude to you. Uh mm-hmm. so, Like uh thank you for sharing your journey and uh shedding light on the uh transmitted impact of the mindful entrepreneurship vanity, mm-hmm. uh, and the somatic growth. Uh, so for the listeners also, I would like to mention, like, I hope you have found inspiration and practical insights to incorporate mindfulness into your entrepreneurial uh, journey or the ventures. So Mm -hmm. uh, Dominez has definitely left us with valuable tools to navigate the success while also nurturing our well-being. Mm -hmm. So if you all have resonated with today's episode or the the conversations we have, uh, please share the questions if you have for Dominez and you can also connect with her. So Dominez, like if someone wants to connect with you, how they can connect?
1: Yeah, so I am getting back to social media after like six months of being off. And so I'm kind of like revving up steam again. I am on uh, LinkedIn and Instagram mostly. I kind of hang out in those spaces as Dominice R. Clifton. I always say like, just find my name in the show notes because it's kind of long to spell it out. Um, and then I also am restarting my newsletter, which I'm excited about because I love writing and just sharing you know, myself and what I've learned with the world that way. And so um, I will also share a link with you to a free breathwork session I think that for everyone listening, in the in the uh, spirit of this conversation, having a somatic practice that they can tap into to help to release stress can be re- really helpful. And so, I'll share a link for folks to tap into, you know, a free breathwork session if that resonates with them.
0: Wow, that's really lovely. Great. So, uh, so like as we continue this journey together, always remember, dear listeners, that your mental and emotional health is an invaluable asset on the path to the success so uh if everything resonated with you subscribe share and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for more enriching discussions on healthy mind and healthy life so wishing you a mindful and the purposeful journey ahead so until next time take care of your mind nurture your well-being and pursue success with a heart full of mindfulness So thank you for joining us and be sure to stay tuned for more empowering conversations on healthy mind and healthy life. Till then, stay happy, stay mindful and thank you so much.